0: Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sibo in the house. Debo in the house. Victory Tuesday. Yep. I like Victory it. Tuesday. Victory Bills Tuesday. had the Monday night game. Let's get into it. D, what are you drinking tonight? I have from Burlington Beer Company, Creatures
1: of Magic. I think I've had nice. this one here before. We got a Kraken, we have a Sphinx and. Bigfoot and Pegasus eye, Pegasus eye, and gnomes.
0: I think you had one of these the other day when you helped me cut a tree down. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. it. We did gr- grown men stuff right there. Um, we got some serious cans now. I've got super radiant from uh tree house. Uh, the can is something, mm-hmm. something. And the and the, the color is beautiful. And, yeah. uh, you know, of the tree houses that we had, that was. That's really good. That was my least favorite. I know you said that. I don't like, I mean, we don't need to get into beer rating right now, which I mean, we should, but like, that's a really good beer. I don't know. I think, no, I think, I think it
1: is good. I'm I'm the peach was too much for me. I'm not a big peach guy. So I think that's why.
0: All right. It's the peaches. All right. let let's, let's get off the peaches and talk football. Packers, Packers. Winners. Handled the Eagles. Ended Carson Wentz's career as an Eagle. Go ahead. Give it to me.
1: Ended Carson Wentz's career as an eagle. I don't know if I agree with that yet. I mean, we'll get into it. Move to 9-3. Second in the NFC, 30-16. to You know, it got a little close once uh, Jalen Hurts did come in. But, you know, the offense was doing a pretty good job. Rodgers is playing at a level that I actually predicted at the beginning of the season where I was like, he's going to go win the Super Bowl for him. Not sure if I'm quite sure. Not quite there yet, but, you know we'll see what well, happens. Don't stop now, baby. Don't stop. I know, right. But you know, the thing that worries me and it happens every game, they, they go into the tank very often, like where they just do three outs. They actually had four, three and outs in the game, which, you know, does, doesn't seem like a lot, but it was, they've pretty much only in that, in that game, it was, a, it was a score or a three and out. Mm-hmm. You can't score every point every time you have the ball. And I get that. I don't need them to do that, but seven, eight plays, get the defense some rest. I think that's the biggest thing we're looking for, like I'm looking for, yeah. is that defense needs some help. Um, you know, I got all excited. I'm like, oh, we're getting sacks on the e- Oh, we're getting sacks on the Eagles. Everyone gets sacks on the Eagles. But then <laughs> we weren't getting sacks on the Eagles because Jalen Hurts came in, and, man, that that guy, he gave them a little spark.
0: We'll talk about him more later. We weren't ready for him um well of course of course already he game planned all week for Carson Wentz right. and and you know I, Jalen Hurts numbers weren't great you may have gave him a spark but it wasn't like he was running the ball up and down the field no no I I agree but he I mean it was a 20 to 20 to 10 23 to
1: 10 game and then it was 23 17 and or 23 16 and it got it got closer than I expected then Aaron Jones had that beast mode run where Bakhtiari and MVS who dropped the Dropped the ball again. Such a hater. Such a hater. <laughs> but he had a. He, he was blocking great. So you know, in the end, good, t- good all around team win. Again, it felt like junk time points. So mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be mad. Like, if we, if we, if as long as we keep winning, you know, not many teams are that are left are gonna beat us. Other than Tennessee is gonna have a shot, but then they see what happened against Cleveland. So you never know what could happen. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Let's keep it going. And like, I don't even know what to say anymore because they're just,
0: they're winning. Well, and it's, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard when, when your team is doing what you hope they will do and what is expected of them and they're performing like they should like Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level. The running backs are handling their business. Uh, Devonte adams is playing all pro football the defense is doing what we talked about which is when they have the lead being able to get pressure on the quarterback and make plays like that's that's all you can ask for did you see the interception
1: by savage no he was parallel to the ground it was pretty awesome was it savage it was savage <laughs>
0: <laughs> no doubt i don't know what that is i don't no, know what that is carol Baskins.
1: <laughs> Killed her husband, whacked them. I don't know. Well, we're getting off topic here, obviously. But with that being said, I mean, Russ wasn't great. Mahomes didn't have a good game. Get an okay game, but it wasn't great. Rogers still your MVP. I know we're you're going to have a little discussion about that. I'm sure with Josh. We'll get to Josh that Allen because that 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 dude is
0: uh, he's dealing right now. What do you think of that game? Yeah, I mean, he. I don't think he's he's in the MVP conversation, but he had a great game yesterday and. The Bills played one of their, one of the best games of the season by far Um, to do it in prime time was, was also really awesome to do it against a team that I know has been kind of decimated by COVID and by injuries and the IRS through the roof had a, had a lot of their guys back. I know Jimmy G wasn't back and, 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 and and such, but they, they had their wide receivers. They had their full stable of running backs. Their defense is still pretty good. Sherman came back last last week and made plays. Bills just, had their number um they were just really efficient like no big plays but they just kept chipping away um the Niners played a lot of zone a lot of cover two cover three and and Allen and I've said this in the past like when he takes what a team gives him he's super dangerous I mean he completed over 80 percent of his passes yesterday with 40 plus completions he was just taking what they were giving him you're gonna give me five I'll take five you're gonna give me eight I'll take eight and I don't know like that's just a really well played game by them. And the fact that their defense has gotten healthy. Um, the bye really helped Tremaine Edwards get healthy. Matt Milano's back. AJ Klein's playing better. Levi and 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 um, oh my goodness, my man Tridavius, uh, uh, on the on the in the cornerback positions, like those guys being healthy is just great. Like when they're all there, they're a formidable defense.
1: Was that right? his, like was that his picking that was it the end zone? Yeah. That, dude, that was ridiculous. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of ridiculous, um, Stefan Diggs breaking Verette off on that route. <sighs> the,
0: <laughs> I can't tell you, like, how grateful I am to have Stefan Diggs on the team. And I actually said on Twitter last night, that drive that, I mean, he didn't get the touchdown, but that drive when they needed to kind of, like, get the lead back to, like, 17 points, that was all him. He, he, they went to him. They hadn't really leaned on him all game, but it's weird. Like he doesn't get any catches in the first half. And then all of a sudden he finishes with nine for 92. He's just, he catches everything. He freaks defenders nonstop. Yeah. He's that, that, that like stutter in back out Yeah, ridiculous. Here's, here's what I'll say. They should have beat the Niners, right? They, they, they are a better team. They and they proved it last night. Um, I will say this wacky, wacky first quarter. I don't know if you saw. Mm-mm. Bills take it all the way down to the to the one yard line, get stuffed on fourth and one. Niners they- take it nine. Well, wait a minute. So Bills take it all the way down to the one yard line, stopped on fourth and one. Niners take it all the way down to the one yard line, stopped on fourth and one. The very next play, Zach Moss coughs oh, it up and okay. gives it back to the to the niners. Wacky first quarter. But the reality is the Bills got it going. They couldn't get stopped on offense. And to your point with that play with Stephon Diggs, they had to go man at some point in that game. And as soon as they went man, it was the Stephon Diggs show. Because you can't yeah, cover I mean, him one-on-one. On one.
1: I watched that drive of the last score after San Francisco. Like right after we, after the interception – they scored um, – Buffalo scored, but San Francisco came right back. Came scored. right back down, yep. But yep. that next drive, it was like five passes to, to Diggs, and it was crazy. Yep. And one thing I'll say, I, I really I, – I enjoy Cole Beasley. I don't, I don't know how you feel about him, but, man, you know, I see people. I saw people tweeting it. Like, dude's always open.
0: He is so good for Josh Allen. Like, again, like, Stephon Diggs is the ultimate weapon, right? Like there was a there was a play in the first half where he freaked Richard Sherman and Richard Sherman had to grab him, yes. but he went he ran right by him. He's like that weapon. John Brown, who who wasn't uh, held, he was on the IRR, he's a burner. And Gabrielle Davis is the rookie big guy you can throw it up to. Him. Cole Beasley is just always there. His routes are tight. He's always open. He knows where to be. Allen's got that relationship with him, and he's that. I mean, the last couple of weeks he's been balling out, absolutely balling out. Yeah, he is Josh Allen's Edelman or West Walker. Yep. Yep. And he doesn't, and the, and the thing is he doesn't drop it. Like that's the other thing. He doesn't drop it. And when you're when you're in the slot and you're running these crossing routes and you're in traffic, you can't drop the ball. I mean, I, you dropped that ball last night for the interception. I mean, when you're in the middle of the field, like you can't, you just can't bobble it, pop it up in the air, and, and then it lands in somebody's hands. No doubt. But hey, nine and three. Nine and three. Nine and three. The Buffalo Bills are nine and three. And we need to because apparently the Dolphins are are going to keep winning too. Here's what I'll say. Again, to your point, 34-24. It was really 34-17. Garbage touchdown at the end. Whatever. On to Pittsburgh at home against the Steelers. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I'm looking – that's going to be a good game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because the Steelers' defense isn't as good. They've lost two of their main guys to ACL injuries, and it's and it's – it's, it's having an impact on that defense. No, I agree. You know, and I, and I say that only because the Bills having a healthy defense these last two weeks coming off the bye, their defense has been much better. Making plays on defense and, and, and doing the things that we thought they were going to do based on how good their defense was last year. Yep. All right, let's move to the takeaways because I need a sip of my beer. D, what you got first. So I am going gonna,
1: gonna to overreact because I've never done that before. I'm going to overreact to Justin Hebert's stinker versus the Patriots. And I'm going to say that we need to start thinking about Justin Jefferson and James Robinson as the real rookie of the year candidates. Sunday was the first time since week nine that anyone other than James Robinson carried the ball for Jacksonville. Jefferson has 61 receptions, 1,039 yards, and seven touchdowns in 12 games and Robinson is averaging 4.6 yards has almost a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. Hebert's not winning. And I know neither of those other two teams. Correct. But they've played all season. He Herbert did not. I, I mean, I, I know it's an overreaction, but it, it. I think that we have to now sit there and think about them as real candidates. Cause I mean, I gave it to her, uh, Hebert last week I was like it's over like it's there's no there's no doubt that he's going to win the rookie of the year now that Burrow's gone but I'm telling you if Jefferson and Robinson keep doing what they're doing it's going to be a lot closer if he has a couple more bad games
0: bro you just making assumptions Hebert's the rookie of the year I mean Robinson's having a great season Jefferson's had a bunch of stinkers like if you're going to talk stinkers Jefferson's had some games where he's been non-existent Yeah, Hebert had a bad game against the Patriots. It's about that time in the season where the Patriots' defense starts to show up. I assume at this point in the year, the Chargers know that they're out of the playoffs. You're going to see a little bit of dip in performance. not surprised that they got blown out by a team that was probably fundamentally sound. I don't know. He's still my rookie of the year. The guy, to your point, has not played all season, and his numbers are off the chains.
1: His last – I mean, he hasn't played well his last two games.
0: Okay. I, I'm, that's great that's great let's see how i i mean you're if you're gonna assume that he's gonna have bad games the rest of the year i'm gonna assume that he's gonna have good games the rest of the year fair enough i told you i, was <laughs> a I know i know all right the new york jets had a chance to win a football game and there was one play left in the game yeah and the only play was a bomb to the end zone and the defensive coordinator for the new york jets called an all-out blitz and left his cornerback out on that island and he got roasted and they lost and greg williams got fired fair or not fair oh not fair at all like i mean no
1: no he's like let me just try to get the ball out of his hands quickly and then they can't score this long touch and they have no shot listen
0: if anyone should go, it's
1: Gase. Like
0: that. Mm, keep him. Keep him around, baby. He's offensive genius.
1: All right, hold now. You know, because this was on my takeaway. I'm going, I am going. I have to read this directly because this I, I will not remember this at all. You ready for this? The Jets set the house. Seven pass rushers on the Raiders' game-winning touchdown. A hail mary type situation where only a touchdown hurts them. It's an, it's an unheard of play call in our data set since 2006. They're the only team in our data set to send six plus pass rushers that met all three qualifiers for score, lead and distance to go. Final 15 seconds of regulation between a four and eight point lead and 40 yards plus to the end zone. Entering today, there had been 20, uh, I'm sorry, 251 pass plays in that situation since 2006. That was the first time that's ever happened. So now that I read that, yes, I mean it makes sense. But
0: they're looking for a scapegoat. Like how? how I was gonna say he's gonna get fired at the end of the season anyway. Like, and Greg Williams is a clown anyway. Um, Yes, I mean he had bounties out on people. Yeah, what a dumb. I'm sorry, just a dumb move. Like send five and have a couple extra guys back there. I mean, he put his cornerback out there on an island. He got absolutely roasted. Was it Rugs? Ruggs absolutely torched him like it wasn't even close like I'm sorry Greg Williams you're an idiot and you know what maybe you were just like screw it it don't really matter my team sucks we're not going to win a game I I don't know I assume he just doesn't want his name in the records book that record books is being the defensive coordinator for a team that went 0-16 on some reason on some level I can't blame him but like man you an idiot straight idiot
1: yeah I I don't know what what you got
0: yeah what do you got next I got Jalen hurts.
1: So when I originally was looking at the this man game, that
0: ended Carson Wentz. No.
1: <laughs> so, you know, yesterday I was doing my notes and I said that um, he needed to start for the Eagles moving forward. We've had the conversation with Hebert Tua, burrow, like give the rookies a shot. Now this is yeah. a little bit, because Wentz is, you know, he's been pretty good this, this year. You know, they have no offensive line they have you know he's been bad he has been really bad but I mean you know he's under pressure a lot and there were two a couple things that I noticed that was was better he at least could evade the rush to get out of the pocket whatever happens so that's going to keep the quarterback healthy a little bit longer you know maybe they're just saving ones to say let's let's get some line for next year and you know there'll be a competition unless Jalen Hurts plays but Unless he plays well, I just, you know, that was that was really bad watching once, and he actually looked good at a couple points because Green Bay's defense didn't do great in the first little bit. But man, he is terrible. He's got no line. He's got no speed to avoid the rush. Hurts. They started doing the RPO, and you know that's when the the, the offense started going. Um, at worst comes the worst. You find out that Hurts is not the quarterback he drafted. And you stay with Wentz next year. And then the uh, yeah. best thing that happens is he does really well. And when you're only two games out of a playoff spot, he maybe gets them to the playoffs because the team, yeah. I mean, I said it, the team, the team, the, all they bring back a punt, the receivers are all hooping and hollering. I don't know, you know, are they like excited for the change in the guard? I mean, it's the right call to start him for the last four it, games. It,
0: it is the right call to start him now. I think what always blows my mind about these types of situations is you have a franchise quarterback, you have a team a few years removed from a Super Bowl, a coach who many say is an offensive wizard, and you can't figure anything out. Like you can't say, all right, we got a shitty offensive line. Let's let's simplify the, the, the offense and keep it tight. And find some ways to give Carson. Now, and I know Carson Wentz has been holding on to Baltimore too much. He's been playing hero ball, trying to make something out of nothing. And, and to your point, maybe they're just like, we got to just give him a break. Like he's going to, he's going to drive himself bananas. But like, you, can you figure something out for your quarterback? Like this isn't like 15 years ago where like, you know, uh, David Carr is the quarterback of the Texans and he's getting sacked every other play. And they're just like, Oh, wow. We're just a new team and we stink. And we'll just like, you protect your quarterback. And if your offensive line sucks, hold tryouts during and we can try to get somebody new in there or put an extra tight end, put two extra tight end, but cover your quarterback's ass so he can make a play. That's the only way you're going to be successful. This like when I, when, like I, when you watch that team, they are so bad on offense, and part of it is Wentz holding on to the ball. But the other part is that he's trying to make a big play because he knows the next play, his offensive line is probably gonna let somebody through and he's gonna to have to either take a hit or chuck it out of bounds.
1: Yeah. It's That'd just be- bad, in
0: my opinion, it's bad coaching.
1: I can see that. Cause I mean the guy's got talent. We, he's proved it in the past. So something's up. Um, this this contract. So if he's not on their roster next year, it's gonna cost them. Fifty nine point two million on the salary cap over two years. And I mean, if he's not on there in twenty two, in twenty twenty two, it's going to be twenty four million. Like, yeah, he's only lot got lot. one
0: more. He's only got one more guaranteed year. So, like, you trade him, you'll take a little bit of a hit, but the team that gets him only has a year to figure out if he's worth it. Right. I, I mean, if they put him on the on the block, I think there's going to be a bunch of teams that come call him because I think he's a good quarterback and his value is down a little bit. And you, and if he shows that he can be a good quarterback, I think he's at like 21, 22 million. That's kind of a steal for a quarterback these days. Right. You know, an established quarterback. So like, I don't know. I I don't know what Philly's doing. I don't think Jalen hurts is the answer, but we'll see. My New York giants are still in. And I only said that because I picked them to win the NFC East are, are alive and well. Hold on. When did you pick the Eagles to win the NFC East? No, well, I was one of my hot takes. My, my hot take oh, was at the okay. Giants. Okay. Come on, stay with me. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. These Eagles winning the division. Leave, leave that alone. Hot take Giants. Okay. With Colt McCoy and Gollum beating the Seahawks. That game should have been 75 to nothing Seattle. I don't yeah. know. It was in Seattle. Cole McCoy hadn't started a game all season. I didn't even know he was on a team until like Saturday and they beat the Seahawks. Yeah. They, they
1: they made it rough for Russ and Metcalf and Lockett. They, they do have a really, a really good defense. Um, They do. And and people haven't been taking it seriously because they haven't played a ton of great teams. They've played some good teams, but they haven't played upper echelon teams but that's a pretty good defense because if you can hold Seattle to where they score 12 points, it was like 17, 12. Like that's ridiculous. Oh, did they get, I think they got a
0: touchdown late, right? You might have, uh, you know what? I'm not even sure. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. That touchdown was it's right. right. I don't know. I, it's Seattle is a team that was rolling earlier this year. And to your point, like, they don't have a defense that is good enough to get off the field. And so when you let Gollum run for 135 yards and I mean, Colt McCoy only threw for like, what, like 110?
1: Yeah. It was like,
0: I mean, that's not good for Seattle because not every playoff game is going to be a shootout. Like the saints are going to lock them up if that's the case. Right. Cause the saints defense is the real deal. Like, you're going to run into a buzzsaw. So, like, they got to figure something out. And, I, I, again, their defense isn't what it what it was, obviously, a couple of years ago. But even, I mean, uh, they're just that, – that. I just I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah. Seattle, that blew my mind. Like, I'm happy for the Giants because they've kind of turned the season around. Well, but, like, I mean, Seattle I mean, should have scored 50 points. We talked about it for
1: your Pick'em League, and I was like, oh, yeah. There is no doubt in my mind that that's an
0: easy win for Seattle. I mean yeah. – I, I picked mean, both – Against both New York teams, and they both got me. Motherfucker. Mm. What are you you got one more or what?
1: Sure, I can, I can make one up. No, well, I, got I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. I, I mean,
0: well, why don't you go? And
1: if you don't hit
0: it. All, all, I was, all I wanted to shout out is the statement game by the Cleveland Browns yesterday.
1: Yeah.
0: They punched the Titans in the mouth. The Titans almost made it all the way back, but they, I mean, Baker Mayfield's playing some good, good quarterback these days. I know, I know you, you hated on him early in the season. Mm -hmm. He's playing some good quarterback. He's playing better without OBJ. They got that two headed running machine and they held Derrick Henry to like 60 yards, which again, they were down early. So they had to throw it more, but like anytime you keep Derrick Henry to 60 yards, you call that a win.
1: But I mean, you have to like, you have to stop him. Early in the game, for them to yep. for them to be fall behind, right? I mean, yep. so you have to give them credit there. So yeah, it's this that that North is now interesting with Pittsburgh losing to yep. that Washington football team. Shout out to them for taking the all undefeated team. I, I you know I, it was funny because I think last week I said I, I wanted to pick Washington to win the division. Then I looked at the schedule and I was like, oh, never mind. Now they go out and win this game and they're still in it. I, I think you're, you're still probably, you're probably right. The giants will be the team that wins this granted. I don't know what's happening in the, the, the Cowboys Ravens game right now, but
0: anyone what, what's crazy. I'll uh, just say this, like what's crazy about that NFC East is look at the quarterbacks. I mean, the start of the season, you got Dak, you got Daniel Jones, you got Carson Wentz and you got Haskins, the, the young rookie. Now you got Alex Smith. Colt McCoy and Andy Dalton and Jalen Hurts you got I mean it's like it's like the the division of Misfit Toys man like the, the. I mean the division it stinks but they're all winning games now I mean not not everyone but like they're all winning games now and it, it doesn't make any sense
1: yeah it's 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 gross like I always I like every Sunday I look at playoff like you know when the standings are out I look at the playoffs and I'm like Why is there a team that's three? Oh, never mind. NFC East. It's gross.
0: And you know what? They might end up being like eight and eight, seven and nine. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but like it also is interesting because when you look at like the AFC right now, you've got Steelers and and Chiefs at 11 and one bills at nine and three, but Cleveland's nine and three dolphins are eight and four. The the Ravens are right there. Like you got to have a pretty good record. To, to even be sniffing the playoffs and same, same for, for the NFC, but like that division is just kind of like out there in obscurity.
1: And I did have the fourth one. So let me, let me shout this one out real quick. Three weeks ago, the Arizona Cardinals were six and three first place in the NFC West. That was when I was like three teams are going to make it from this division. That was my hot take. Since then, they have fallen six and six, and they're now fighting for the five to seven seed with nine other teams. I figure out why this yeah. happened. A, the competition has gotten a lot harder. They've played. Their L's have been Seattle, Miami, the Rams,
0: and the. Patriots. And let's be clear, D. Don't don't lose sight of the fact that that they should have lost to the Bills. Well, that's what I was going with next. Their yeah. one win, their one
1: win was a hail mary. Where right. you knock it down, it's over. So you're talking about they could be five and seven right now um you know they're not using Hopkins as much as they were at the beginning of the season but that that could be going back to Kyler Murray's um shoulder and then people are starting to understand the RPO for him and he's not running as much either so uh, yeah
0: that I mean again
1: I mean this is a team that you know I had high expectations for and I think a lot of people did but they were like tempered, right? So like when they got out to six and three, you're like, wow, I could see them getting to right 12 and five. Or I'm sorry, right. 12, and, 12 and 4. And maybe even you know 11 and 5. But now like, you know, teams figured them out. They're they're still young. Even right. with Bob Hopkins, they're still young and, and Fitzgerald. Right. And actually a lot of these games have been lost with without Fitzgerald there because right. he's been on the COVID list. So uh, you know I kind of hope they do figure it out because I think I you know it's a team that that is more talented
0: than the ones that are fighting
1: for those spots and
0: yeah and and I'll say this I I just it's so easy to get up get caught up in like quarterback play and how good these quarterbacks are I mean he's still just in his second season oh absolutely and and and, you know I, I again I think about Josh Allen like his first two seasons people were like eh he's he's all right but it took that third season and that growth, and you know, kind of learning from playing actual NFL games. I mean, you think about Kyler; he hasn't played a whole lot of games, right? Right? Um, I think he's going to be fine. But yeah, I mean, I think the Cardinals are probably a year away from from really competing. Yep. Um, and you're right. I mean, they could they could be five and seven or whatever the rec- whatever the record is right now. Like five and they five. they could be struggling. No doubt. And they are. I mean, they are. They're 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 reeling. They're they're on the verge of 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 Pretty much falling apart for the season. Yep. All right, let's move to the NBA. Big trade. Big, I mean, big trade in terms of salary. It. I I don't know if I can categorize this as like a a, a league shattering trade because these two guys are in my mind like enigmas in 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 how they play and, and where they are at in their careers. Russell Ru, Ru, Russell Westbrook and John Wall traded for each other. So Westbrook goes to the, to the wizards wall goes to the rockets in theory to, to, to form a pretty like good duo with him and Harden, except that Harden's holding out. Now, what do you think about well, he, this trade? Well, first off, Harden showed up. Um, he showed up today,
1: he showed up today. He got tested and everything. So he's gone through the, the thing, but he also, he, he didn't have
0: any more trips to Atlanta for a little, little baby's party or whatever. No, but he
1: also um, he also said he'd love to be traded to the Sixers today. So, good um, luck with that, bro. Well, anyway, to the trade. Well, Houston also gets a first round pick, which is awesome for them. I mean, here's the thing: I didn't like the Westbrook Harden thing personally. I thought you know the, those two wouldn't have worked well together. I mean, they made the playoffs, they made a run. I don't know how well it worked. Um I
0: don't know. John Wall enough yeah. of what hasn't played in two years. He hasn't played in a while and I so that's my thing. I love John Wall. I, I mean I love both these guys. I love their game. they're aggressive, they're attacked. they're big guards. Um, I think that Harden and Wall is actually a pretty good fit if Wall is playing at an elite level and I don't know if he ever will, but like I, I think I think those two could coexist. I really like Russell Westbrook. I just don't like, he doesn't seem like a guy who is trying to figure out ways to win basketball games. And again, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure he is like, I'm just a, you know, like a sideline coach, but like, he's so talented and so unbelievably gifted that he can do whatever he wants on a, on a basketball court, but it's never resulted in anything more than like an early round playoff exit unless he had Kevin Durant with it, you know, who's one of, you know, the best players to ever do it. So, I mean, the wizards are probably going to be fun to watch. I mean, big, him and Beal are going to be probably scoring 30 points a game each and it'll be entertaining, but I don't think it's going to translate into a whole bunch of wins. If wall can get back healthy, like, and Harden can get over himself. Like I, I feel like those guys could kind of go off. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, cause, you gotta, I mean I-
1: I think they got to rebuild that team because, I mean, they, they pretty much got rid of anyone that was taller than six, seven, just to play fast
0: yeah.
1: speedball. And I, you know, I, I know small ball is the thing, but you still need that one guy that can do it for you. And, Har-
0: and Harden is going to get traded wherever they trade him, right. whoever gives them the best package. He can't really veto a trade. He's got three years left on a deal. So whoever is going to take him is going to want, you know, I mean, they're going to be obviously all in, but like, I don't know. Like I also, you also know that if you trade for Harden, you're basically giving, you're changing your entire scheme because that guy requires the ball to be in his hands so much. And that's, that's the thing about what they did in Houston was they built a specific type of program for him to be successful and it's really good. But if you take him and you plop him on the 76ers, like, you're going to just freeze out Joel Embiid all, all day or, right. or, you know, or are you going to trade Embiid? or are you going to trade Simmons? Like whatever. Like, I just, I don't know how it works with him because unless he's willing to do something else than be the point forward on the team, I don't know how it works.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, if you were to see it now, like if, if Westbrook and Durant and Harden all stayed in OKC, okay, I, I couldn't see that ever working.
0: See, I, I don't know. I think, I think, that could have worked, and I think they're foolish for letting Harden go. I think they missed on that. I think you can have – again, I think Harden's Houston career is bore out of what, what the coach and the GM there, Daryl Morey, were trying to create. They tried to create a type of basketball that was different and, and analytical. Like, but I think if you have Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and, and Harden on a the team, they, they did coexist and they could make it work um you just have to establish that like you know whoever's hot we're gonna go to I mean it's kind of like what happened with Golden State like you think about superstars like they they managed to make it work Durant made it work Curry made it work Clay Thompson made it work and even Draymond Green who's a hard-headed guy like he made it work like I just don't know about I I don't I don't know if Harden going to a new team at this point in his career is actually going to do anything
1: I mean you say that I, I think that um I don't I mean, I hate to say I don't think that Westbrook and Harden would have the same mentality as Curry and Thompson. Like they seem like they'd be more willing to defer if someone else is hot while Russ or Harden are like, oh, I'm still the guy. So I don't know. You know, that's just the feeling I get out of watching them play. And I've never been a Harden guy. Well, let me that. I haven't been a Harden or Russ guy since they left OKC. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting trade. See how it plays out. All right, let's finish up major league baseball winter meeting time of the year. So usually this is when, uh, transactions kick up. We've seen a couple of trades, a couple of free agent signings. It feels like things are finally moving, but one thing that isn't moving is major league baseball is kind of stalled at this universal DH, which seemed to be super popular. It seems to be inevitable that at some point in the future it's going to happen but they're telling teams to move forward with this year as if it's not going to happen. Does this make any sense, D? No. No,
1: it doesn't. Like, we, we watched 60 regular season games plus a World Series in the, in the National League playoffs with Universal DH. It, w- it was, you know, I, when we first talked about it, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. like double switches and it, it's strategy. Don't even put the, pay, the the pitchers in harm's way anymore. Let them go out there. <laughs> let them pitch. Don't make them run. Yeah. The don't make them hit. Like, I want to see hitters hit and pitchers pitch. I don't want to see pitchers right. sacrifice bun. Like, was I calling for sacrifice bunts during the playoffs as a Braves fan?
0: Yes, but it doesn't need to be the pitcher. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I think – it's weird that they did this. They came out with this statement. It sounds like they're still negotiating. I read a little bit today that it's it, there's there's a lot of talk still to be had between MLB and MLBPA. A lot of money money to be kind of like sorted out. Um, it does kind of hurt the bottom line for some of these these players: Ozuna from the Braves, yep. um, Nelson Cruz, who are guys that if the DH is in the NL, their market gets you know, a hundred percent, 200% bigger, right. In theory or a hundred, whatever, but instead, you know, they kind of have this weird thing where like, maybe they get signed, maybe they don't by an adult team. I don't know. I think they need to make a decision soon on this. I know they said to move forward with it, but again, this is when players typically sign their free agent deals. And if you're a DH, if you're a Nelson Cruz and you could be looking at 30 teams instead of 15 teams, that's, that's, that's double the market. That's a big deal. No doubt. All right, y'all, let's move to last call presented by Progressive Brewery. D, what do you got? I got
1: UMass's Trey Mitchell starts his run at A-10 player of the year on Friday at 1.30. Versus- <laughs> I
0: love your commitment to UMass. This is brilliant.
1: I mean, I, I mean, I watched it. Did you see that tweet I sent out to you? Yeah. That, that clean block against Rhode mm-hmm. Island last year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they got three games in the next, next eight days. They're all like one, one thirty starts. They're on uh, ESPN Plus. Get out there, watch them. If you're local to Massachusetts, start supporting them. I think they're going to they're going to be pretty decent this year. I wish there was a real season so we could actually see how good they're going to be. They just got off their COVID quarantine because mm-hmm. I brought this up in a uh, a previous last call where there was going to be a Mohegan bubble and they didn't make it to the bubble because no,
0: womp,
1: want, want But get out there, get out, <laughs> UMass. Trey Mitchell is going to make a run at that A-10 player of the year this year.
0: I love it. And I'm going to finish up with Dez Bryant, who and – and I'm not – you know what, I'm not going to finish up with Des Bryant. I'm going to say that Des Bryant got pulled off the field tonight just before the game started because he tested positive for COVID. There are pictures of him hugging members of the Cowboys on the sidelines shortly before he got pulled off. Those tweets have been deleted, which is a clown show, if you ask me. Um, The NFL, I mean, Carolina Panthers are going through a big COVID spike right now. The NFL is literally playing with fire. You have games being played all throughout the week. You have teams scrambling to fill their rosters. You have players on the Ravens going out to dinner, even though their entire team had tested positive and they've screwed the entire NFL schedule. Mm. I get it that there was always going to be positive tests. I get that there was going to be issues, but what it's what we're getting to now is that clearly either the players don't care about whether or not they test positive or their coaches and leadership or whatever have laxed on what they expect of these players because i mean again now we're getting to the point where like if you're the ravens and you lose tonight and you fall yourself out of the playoffs you can blame you could look back and say well listen if y'all if y'all didn't all test positive for covid and i know not every situ- situation is the person's fault i get that but if you if you want to stay home for the whole week and only go to the to to the practices i think you can do that but we're just in a weird place now where like it's almost expected that every week there's going to be, you know, like thirty plus positive tests, and like teams are going to be in danger of not playing.
1: Well, you know, you say that, but the numbers that came out, the the numbers were actually down for a positive. Well,
0: I, I saw a tweet that that, that noted that every Sunday there, there there's surprisingly little to no positive cases. Game day, there always seems to be little to no positive cases. Right. Here, all all I'm saying is that. The NFL has clearly decided that the rest of the season is going to be the wild, wild west. They got to play games and screw teams over. They're going to they're in, on different days. They're going to do it, and you're just going to have to deal with it. And if it's a team like the Ravens whose whose season matters, they're going to make every other team have to adjust their schedule for a team that's only not playing because they because they messed around and got COVID. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, again, it's 2020. It's a weird year. It's just you know, to, you know, to, you know, Des Bryant's tweeting out that he's done with the season, that he's just going to call it quits for this year. Like yeah. you know, he's going to he's going to you know, drink wine the rest of the night. Like it, we're t- it just, I don't know. It's weird, man.
1: Well, people are just they're just done with it at this point, man. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I hate to end on that on that note. But, I mean, it just <laughs> sometimes you just got to end and say you know that's where we are right now just let's start doing better everywhere we possibly can just try
0: just try that's that's all i can say all right y'all we'll see y'all next time later on this week we're coming back until then see (laughs) y'all peace